0: In today's episode of the Dad Tired Podcast, we're talking about how to recognize when you're parenting from an empty tank, even if you might not know you are. Before we jump into that, though, I want to thank my friends over at Samaritan Ministries for sponsoring today's episode. You might have a broken bone, a medical emergency, even something as serious as cancer, but you don't have to be limited by network restrictions when it comes to choosing your healthcare provider. There's another way. Samaritan Ministries is not insurance. It's a community of Christians paying one another's medical bills where members are free to choose the doctors, the treatments, and the hospitals that are best for their needs. Samaritan Ministries connects hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation who care for one another through prayer, encouragement, and financial support for medical needs. Let me tell you how it works. When a medical need arises, you choose the healthcare providers and treatments that work best for you and your family. Medical bills are then sent to Samaritan Ministries, and they notify members to pray and send money for your shareable bills. The money received is used to help you pay your medical bills. They have online resources available that can help you choose a provider to price medical procedures and 24-7 access to medical professionals by phone or email to get medical advice before you visit the doctor, which is going to save you time and money. I love Samaritan Ministries because it's a community of believers in Jesus who are following the New Testament principles to meet one another's healthcare needs. You think about Galatians 6-2, which says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, or Philippians 2-4, which says, let... Each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. If you'd like to be part of this amazing community of Christians who are helping meet each other's needs, you can go to org slash DadTired. Again, that's org slash DadTired. Good to be back here with you guys, I just flew in last night from the Cleveland area. I was in Stowe, Ohio, and uh, I said Stowe, Iowa when I was there on stage, and all the guys laughed at me. Anyway, Stowe, Ohio is where I was, and a uh, great place, great church. And we did a conference there, a men's conference, had 160 guys, and it was just encouraging to my soul, man, just to be in this room full of men who are singing for Jesus and laying their hearts, their lives out, pouring out to each other. It was just really, really good. I know a lot of you guys have reached out and said, Hey, Jared, I want to be kept up to date on all the Dad Tired stuff that is going on, specifically the conferences. So if that's you, if you're missing that, there's a couple ways. One, we've just launched a brand new community, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit, but we'll have all the announcements in there. So if you go to dadtired.com forward slash join, you can go to that community and we'll have all the announcements when we do events. And we've got some really cool events beyond just conferences. So we have conferences, which are awesome. But I've also got events planned for next summer that are going to be super, super fun for your family. So if you want to stay involved there, that's the best place, dadtired.com forward slash join. But we also have a conferences tab on the website where you can just see all the conferences that we've got going on. So we were in Austin, Texas, and then we went to Golds, Arkansas. And then that was two weeks ago or last week. And then this week we were in... Ohio. So we're doing a lot of events, but I also want to tell you about a really specific event. I'm going to be speaking. It's not a Dad Tired conference, but I am going to be speaking at a place called Dad Camp. And this is at a place called Sky Ranch in Van, Texas. And I've been part of Dad Camps in the past. Dad Camp actually used my book, the Dad Tired book, for their kind of the book that they based their talks around last year. And so I got to go be part of these things. And I just became a huge fan of dad camp there's very specific in the reason they call it dad camp because it is for you and your kids but it's not necessarily just kid based it's not like you're just kind of babysitting your kids while they have all the fun it's specifically called dad camp because they want you they want to invest into the dads they want to pour into the dads and they do amazing things for the kids but their primary role or their primary focus is really to pour into the dads. And every time I've gone to these dad camps, I've been highly impressed. My kids talk about it to this day. Um, So I'm going to be there in Texas doing this dad camp. I'll be speaking at it and I'm bringing my kids with me. So if you want to come hang out with me there and be part of this, I highly recommend it. If you're anywhere near the area where you can drive, make sure you come check this out. Let me get you the dates here. I had them in front. Here we go. So this is going to be again in van texas i think that's just outside of dallas i'm going to be there september 10th to through the 12th the other cool thing though is man if you're not near texas or you want to be part of a dad camp but you're just not you can't drive there you can't fly there or whatever they do a bunch of dad camps around the country and so they have more that you can be part of if you go to dadcamp.info you can look at all the camps and events that they're doing around the country for the year but if you want to come specifically to the one i'm going to be talking about i'll be there with my kids again that's going to be September 10th through 12th later this fall, and uh, but sign up now because that registration is like now and they they sell out pretty quick for those. So anyway, that's that being said, I mentioned that I we're doing this new community, which you can go to dadtired.com forward slash join and be part of this new community. In the past, if you've been a podcast listener for a while, you've seen that I've pushed guys over to our Facebook group. So very early on in Dad Tired, I was trying to move all the guys from... The podcast listenership, and then say, Hey, let's go talk about these episodes in the Facebook group, the private Facebook group. And it started small. Like when we first started Dad Tired, the podcast and stuff, it was, we're talking like 60 to 100 guys in there. The conversations were really, really rich. Like it was definitely a tool that we were using for discipleship. Now we have over 13,000 guys in there. And if I'm totally honest, it's been a little bit chaotic. There's really two, I think, two separate guys in that Facebook group. There's one group of guys who are you, you're the podcast listener and you move from this podcast, you're listening to it right now. And you're like, Hey, maybe I'll meet some other dads who also listen to dad tired. And we'll talk about the episodes and we'll talk about other dad things and discipleship and falling in love with Jesus to help our family do the same. And so you go over there, that's one group of guys. Then you have another group of guys who they just randomly found it. They just, Facebook suggested, Hey, you should be part of this group. There's a, you're a dad and there's a bunch of dads in here. And they don't even know that dad tired is like an actual ministry where we're discipling men. We've got a family leadership program. We've got conferences that we do. We've got books. We're putting out lots of resources to try to help equip men to fall in love with Jesus and help their family do the same. They just think it's a, a Facebook group. And as a result of that, what has happened is it's been a little bit chaotic in there. And sometimes you get advice, like some dude will say, I'm going through some hard stuff in my marriage. I could use you guys as prayer and advice. And then you'll see some comments in there. You'll see some good comments. And I think these are from you guys, podcast listeners, like, Like minded men who understand the mission that we're trying to chase after, that God is after our hearts and He's discipling us and He's trying to make us better men for for our good and for His glory. And so you see some good advice coming from you guys, frankly. And then you see some advice in there that's like, dude, you should leave that woman. And I'm using like G language here and it's not always good language. It's like, you should leave that woman. And, you know, it's all this advice that's like not at all the heart that we're trying to get across in Dad Tired. So for a variety of reasons, there's so many reasons that we have thought about shifting from Facebook and coming back to like a different group that has a little bit more skin in the game and is putting their heart towards the mission that we're trying to accomplish, which is, again, to lead our families well, to fall in love with Jesus and to help our families do the same. That's what we're trying to accomplish. And so there's a few reasons we're we're moving off Facebook. One, because it's Facebook they've been censoring things and and i've watched a lot of my friends get censored and we want to be ahead of the game there and so we're just like man is it likely probably not are we going to get shut down probably not can it happen absolutely we've watched other groups that have been part of other christian values that have been shut down off of facebook and so we just don't we don't like that that that's vulnerable so that's one of the reasons another reason is a bunch of you guys are trying to get off of facebook or not be on social media but you want to be part of these conversations that's another reason. And another reason that we have is I got a bunch of them that we're trying to elevate the conversation. Like we want to come back to the roots of what we're all about, which is making disciples, like helping men fall in love with Jesus and helping their family do the same. Now, the cost of the joining this new platform is $2.99 a month. And, you know, some of you guys have heard that. Some of the guys on the Facebook heard that. You know, I just got land blasted because of, we're charging $2.99 a month. I did that for a few reasons. Number one, It costs us money to host on this platform. Number two, it's a way for us to earn money as a ministry. To date, we have 24 guys who donate every month to the Dad Tired Ministry. 24 donors, 24 guys who sacrifice every month. Of those 24 guys, and they give a combined, it's like $913. It's less than $1,000 that those 24 guys contribute every month to the Dad Tired Ministry. All that to say, we are not funded by donations. And we have never been. And I'm trying to learn and grow as a fundraiser because I think a lot of guys want to give. They just, I haven't done a good job maybe. So I'm I'm learning to try to grow in that area. But we've never been able to sustain our ministry and our team through donations. And so I thought, okay, $2.99 a month, that's not a huge amount of money. I think guys would be willing to pay a little bit to get into this. And it also helps support the ministry. So that's my heart behind that. You know, some guys were like, man, this guy... (laughs) I got land blasted, man. I literally got messages calling me a selfish mother effer. I got called Joel Osteen. I got called selfish. I've been told that this is just a giant money grab and I charge for discipleship and and so on and so on and so on. I just want to say, man, it's been a, honestly, if I'm totally honest with you, dude, it's been a really, really hard week. It's been hard. I, you know, I laugh at it because I have to. Otherwise, I'm in my room just like, like dude do i still want to do this cuz this is exhausting and i i just feel like people just don't understand at all what we're trying to accomplish and the name calling man the the how much guts people have behind a screen and on a keyboard i know that and you know, we all know that but it's just when it's directed personally at you it's just really really hard so anyway i'm actually really excited there's been hundreds and hundreds of you guys have already joined this new pro the new platform and i just think that with when a couple guys When you guys put some skin in the game, a couple bucks a month, I just think you take it a little bit more seriously. And I think the level of conversation is going to be better. And frankly, I think it's going to weed out some trolls, some dudes who are just trying to like make everyone's life suck because they feel really bold behind a computer. So yeah, man, we're just trying to get back to our roots in discipleship and trying to help men lead their family well. But I say all that actually for a purpose. That wasn't meant to be a big plug for the new platform, although obviously I am trying to get you guys to sign up for it but really the reason i wanted to tell you that was because in the thick of it so i made that announcement over in that facebook group and just have been getting messages and emails everyone hitting me from every direction and and how bad of a leader i am not everyone that's dramatic you know a lot of guys are telling me how bad of a leader i am and so it was i'm internalizing all of this for like the last week now week and a half i've been internalizing all this guys calling me names i'm i'm questioning like am i a bad leader am i being selfish you know did i make the wrong decision and I'm processing this with our board of directors and my friends. And I'm just like going through all of this and I'm packing up. I've been on the road three weeks in a row. I promise you this has a point for your leadership. Hang with me. Three weeks in a row, I've been doing these dad-tired conferences and speaking. And so it's just been busy. And in the middle of all this busyness, I've been getting like hit, you know, hit, Jared, your bad leader, whatever. And so I'm literally packing up to fly out out of town and to go speak at one of these dad-tired conferences. And my son says something. Honestly, I can't even remember. I'm sure if I sat here for 30 more seconds and wasted your time, I could figure out exactly what it was. It was something small. Like I needed him to take out the trash and he kept arguing with me about taking out the trash. Something it had to do with chores. And he just was arguing with me about it. And dude, I lost it on him. I just screamed at him, completely lost my fuse. And then he gets upset. So he runs off to his room and this is late at night. I was packing because I had to leave on a flight the next morning (laughs) To go teach people how to lead their family well, you know this. This is my night. I'm like yelling at my kids late at night as I'm packing to go tell other dads, "Hey, man, here's how you should (laughs) lead your kids." Uh, That'll make you feel like a real piece of junk, you know. So, so I go to bed that night, dude. I'm trying to fall asleep, and I just feel all the shame of a dad. You know, I'm like, what? Like everyone's calling me a selfish leader. Maybe I am a crappy leader. Now I feel like a crappy dad, and now I have to go get on a plane and go teach other dads about how, what it looks like to be the spiritual leader of their house. And I just felt like crap, dude. It just was a really terrible night. And so I'm on the plane and I didn't even dude. this. is, I still feel bad about this. I've talked to my son since, and we, we've talked about this and I've apologized to him and i told him more of what I'm going to explain to you, but it's a really crappy feeling to go to bed. And I didn't even say goodbye to him. I had to wake up at like three in the morning to get on a flight And so I left for the weekend and that's how we ended our time together was me yelling at him and him kind of going off to his room sad or mad at me because he just got yelled at over this chore. And so when I'm on the plane, I was thinking to myself like, man, my son really, I wasn't actually that mad about whatever the chore was. That was just a moment for me to kind of let out, to pour out all my frustration on all the other things that I was feeling in that moment. And in that moment, what I was actually feeling was really insecure as a leader. And I was feeling really scared about where we were going as a ministry, frankly. And I was feeling nervous and I was feeling upset and hurt and sad and angry that I was getting called all these names. And then what happened was there's a moment where the lid kind of comes off of all that pent up anger and frustration and scaredness and fear and all this stuff. The lid pops off of that And my son becomes the target of all the stress that I had been feeling. And this is why I know I've talked a lot here, more than I planned on talking at the front end of this, but this is what it means for you, man. I guess I'm just wondering how many times you as a man do what I did, which is essentially you're taking your reactions out or your reactions, I should say it this way, your reactions are actually a response to something else that's going on in your life. So let me give you some examples here. Like maybe you snap at your kids like I did because you're actually feeling a ton of stress at work. And so it's the work stress that's that's in there, but your child becomes the target of it. Or maybe you're frustrated with your wife about X, Y, Z. But honestly, if you just were self-aware for a few minutes or took a day to really think about it, you might actually be feeling nervous about your finances. So maybe even having this subconscious nervousness about your finances or some big decision and now your wife becomes the target of your bitterness or your frustration or whatever. Or maybe you're, you're judging someone at the store or at work or the guy cuts you off and you just scream at him and you get really mad at him. But it's not really him. You know, it's not that guy. It's not the dude that cut you off in the parking lot or drove too fast past you or whatever. Like it is him, but he just becomes the target of all the other things that you're actually feeling, the pressure that you're feeling about something else in your life. And all of these people become the target. And I guess the question I was asking for myself on that plane and the question I would pose to you is, who in your life has become the target of your reaction based on something else that's going on in your life? Who has become the easy go-to? I'm just going to pour out, unintentionally pour out my anger, my frustration, my stress on them because my son didn't take out the trash or he treated his sister wrong or my wife's not doing X, Y, and Z or my boss is doing this? How many people or who in your life is getting the brunt of your stress, of your tank being empty because of something else that's going on in your life? And what would it look like for you to stop and say, man, okay, what if I don't actually pour out this frustration or this stress or this bitterness or this anger on other people around me? Why don't I actually just deal with the source of the issue? Um, You think about Psalm 1. I've talked about this before on the podcast. It's one of my go-to verses when I feel like my soul is tired. Like, And I felt that this last couple of weeks as I'm kind of feeling like I was getting beat up from every side and my soul just feels tired. I think about this verse a lot. It says, this is Psalm chapter one, verse one. The blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, for us it would be, you know, the scriptures, he meditates day and night. Verse 3, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. And man, I just felt this sense I think about this verse often when I feel like, when I have moments like that with my son, I get this sense that, man, my soul feels tired, almost like it's thirsting for something and it's dehydrated or it's moved away from the living waters and it's starting to wither. Like this tree, me, that my soul is starting to wither. I talked about this at the, the conference I was just at. I said, there's a difference between having a tired body and a tired soul. Like, dude, all of us, we're men who are working hard. We're dads. We're trying our best to provide for our families and be a good dad and be a good husband and be a good worker. Like we should be exhausted physically. Like when you put your head on your pillow at night, all of us are going to be tired, dad tired, right? Like all of us resonate with that phrase. But our souls shouldn't be weary. There's a difference between a weary body and a weary soul. And you know this like when you go to vacation, right? You go on vacation and you rest and you don't do any work and you, you just hang out somewhere for a few days and then you come back and you feel more tired, that's an indication that maybe there's something deeper going on. Like how come that didn't give me rest? Well, I think it's actually because our souls need rest. It's not that our bodies just need to take a few days off and rest or a week off and rest. Our souls need rest because we've moved away from the streams of living water. And frankly, that tree, that our souls are dying. They are withering. They are not producing good fruit. And when I feel like that, when I feel like I'm a tree that's withering, that I'm a tree that's moved away from the streams of living water, I just feel like it's an indicator on my soul's dashboard that's telling me something has moved, something's wrong, that I've moved away from the water and something is not right. I want you to ask yourself right now, like just wherever you're listening to this, I don't know if you're working out or you're on a commute, maybe you're mowing the lawn, uh, whatever you're doing right now, man, I just want you to ask yourself, Where do you think your tank is right now? Like if you think about your soul being filled as a gas tank, where would you say you're at right now? Not where you want to be tomorrow, not where you're going to hope to be after the weekend, not where you were three days ago or five years ago with the Lord or whatever. Like today, right in this moment, what would you say you're at right now? Where is your tank level right in this moment? Is it full? Do you feel like your tank is full? I'm talking about not just being well-rested, I'm talking about your soul feeling rest, peace, contentment. The Jewish people would say shalom, like this deep internal peace. Is it full or do you feel like it's empty? You feel like you're running halfway in between? You feel like you're running on fumes? A few weeks ago, I was driving and I wasn't even paying attention and I looked down and my gas light was on. Whenever that happens, you know, like when you're not paying attention and all of a sudden you realize the gas light's on, then you're like, oh, geez, how long has that been on? How long has the gas light been on and how many more miles? And here's what happens when that happens, when, when the gas light goes on. You immediately start thinking about how many miles you have left in the tank. You start looking around you. You become hyper aware of everything around you. I remember there's a gas station over here. or I can probably drive like 13 more miles and maybe I'll hit that gas station. Or if I drive 13 more miles, I'm going to end up on the side of the road and I'm going to need somebody to tow me. But you just become hyper aware there's a grocery store, there's probably a gas station over there. If I turn right over here, there's a gas station. Like it's just, You're very, very focused on the things around you. And here's what you're not focused on. You're not focused on where you were originally trying to go. You've lost sight of your destination because you're so focused on filling up your tank right in the moment. You're on empty. And I think, man, for us as men who are trying to fall in love with Jesus, to be disciples of Jesus, who lead our family well, what happens When our gas tank runs low, when our souls become weary, we get hyper-focused on the things that get in front of us, like my son not taking out the trash. In hindsight, dude, is that a big deal? No. I mean, I could deal with it in so many better ways, but in the moment, my tank is empty, and I am focused on all kinds of little things, and every little thing feels like a big deal, right? When you're driving, and you feel like you've barely got any gas left in the tank and you're about to run out of gas and be on the side of the road, you're mad that the person in front of you is driving too slow. You're mad that, that the light didn't turn green fast enough. You're mad that there's five more stop signs between you and where you need to go. You're focusing on do I need to turn off the lights or turn off the AC or turn with well, the heater? Like I don't know. You're focused on you, you become hypersensitive. You've lost sight of the destination and you're just panicking on all the things around you. And when man, when your soul is empty. You've lost sight of where God is actually trying to take you and you're focused on all the little things around you that don't actually matter for the kingdom of God. You find yourself snapping at your kids and frustrated with your wife and overly mad at the guy who cut you off on the freeway and super mad at the dude or at at your boss at work. You're frustrated with people on social media. You're mad at the news and you, you get overly hyped up about things that actually won't matter even one year from now, let alone for eternity. And so my encouragement to you and really to myself, even as I listen to myself ramble today, is what does it look like for me to come back to the living water and have my tank filled by the goodness of God, to find rest in Jesus, to wake up earlier Than the rest of the family, to not react to my day, but spend some time to be proactive in spending some time with the Lord, allowing him to speak identity and truth over me through his word, to spend some time in prayer, to be a man of peace and of joy and of steadfastness. Maybe a man who talks less and listens more, to have his tank filled by Jesus and not by the things of the world. A man who's like a tree planted near the living water that yields fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. The destination that we're trying to get after is to be men who run the race well, who fight the good fight, who run the race to win, who finish strong, to lead our families and our wives and our kids to be salt and light everywhere we go, that we would actually bring joy and peace and patience and goodness to our kids into our wives, into our work, into our communities, into our neighbors. And you cannot do that when your tank is empty. Who is getting the brunt of your stress, of your frustration? Who is getting poured out the consequences of all the things that you're dealing with because your tank is empty? And what would it look like for you to come back to the living water so that your tank could be filled and you can be a blessing to those around you? pray that that's helpful for you, man, as you stumble your way on this spiritual leadership journey. I love you guys, and I look forward to talking to you over in this new community. You can find that by going to dadtire.com forward slash join. I'll see you over there. I love you guys.